0: But it is a joy for us to be partnered with uh, in in the Texas parlance, all y'all. It is. It's just a real delight. And especially now, it is so exciting. We have been uh, friends and partners with Bethel uh, since we arrived. The Lord just built a friendship. Uh, with Pastor Rich and Clarissa and all the leadership here, also been also friends been... and partners with the International House of Hope, and now this place is looking a whole lot more like heaven. You know, honestly, it's just it's beautiful when you have uh, uh, nations, the island nations, uh, uh, continents, the uh, African continent, and uh, the North American continent, and, and then and then we reach into Asia. Uh, and and the the Korean contingent, which is going to grow, by the way. It's a beautiful thing because God has just blessed you with with a wonderful heart and wonderful leaders who have uh, the spirit of the Lord, who understand that the church isn't owned by anybody. It's not owned by some board somewhere. People vote, people make decisions, people try to discern the will and the mind of God for how the future ought to operate. But in fact, everything belongs to the Lord. Amen. It's the Lord's doing. And so we, we just need to have that, that wonderful attitude because it isn't every place. We travel a lot and it isn't every place where there is a genuine heart among the leaders to just press in to see what the Lord is doing. This is one of the the few places that I can lead you to. And uh, thank God you're here. It's one of the few places where on a regular basis, both in gatherings of leaders, both in uh, gatherings of the decision makers and the various boards and in all of the life groups and all of the small groups that gather together in the name of the Lord. One of the key questions in this fellowship is what's the Lord saying? Isn't that awesome? What is the Lord doing? What are you hearing from God these days in your life? And then more importantly, or as as importantly, what are you going to do about that? How's that going to look if you actually intend to live it out? As you begin to put this into practice, as you begin to believe this, that he won't fail. That he does provide. That everything does belong to the Lord. What would your giving look like? If he was the director of everything and he was just asking you to kind of steward it. You know, and, and, and if you could just take that beyond your giving what's in your purse and pocketbook, but if you could take that to everything you're given, everything you freely receive, God wants to put us in a place where we can freely give that away. In Jesus' name. How many of you have ever been healed? By, from, from something, some physical issue, uh, certainly some spiritual touch where the Lord brought you peace and grace and, and just rebuilt your life, if you will. Everything you've received, you can give away. Amen. And he plans for that. He intends for that to be a part of our lives. And so I'm, uh, my wife and I both, we are very, very honored to be partnered with this fellowship. And uh, especially now that we are, did you see that graphic with the flames? I'm all in. I'm a budding arsonist. And I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean, I'm all into setting fires for the glory of the Lord. I'm all in to being fully aflame with the life and the power and and the passion of the Spirit of Christ so that we can then bring that to others. Amen? Amen. To ignite change in the, the ones that we touch so that they then can ignite change in the hundreds and thousands that they keep touching in the name of the Lord. How do you even know that's kind of how God planned to reach the world. In the very first century, here's what he said. I just want you to do what I did for you. Same way that, that I moved into your life and brought you the fire and the power and the passion and the presence and the promises and the person of God. Then I want you to do that same thing everywhere you go. Among all the nations, everybody you touch, everybody you interact with. Go ahead, give it all away. Burn, baby, Burn. Amen. Because you are keepers of the flame. This is a series of messages that we've been, uh, we're at the beginning of actually, but I love this because this is the truth of what the scripture says about us. And today, as we talk about this, this business of being keepers of the flame, what I want you to understand is that there is a, uh, a mystery here that needs to be unlocked. Let me read the scripture to you from Colossians chapter 1. I think we're going to put it on the screen so you'll be able to see it. Starting at verse number, let's, let's start in 25, I guess. Is that where we're starting? 25. That's a good place to start. Uh, well, I should probably start in 24 just because it says, For the sake of his body, that is the church, Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. Now, before you go all Bible on me, anytime you read in this early part of the scriptures about the word of God, they're talking about Jesus. The word wasn't printed yet. Do you understand? They didn't have the canon of Scripture. They hadn't agreed on the 27 books that would be a part of the New Testament. They hadn't done that. And so anytime you read the Word of God being preached among them in Paul's day, he's talking about the living presence of Christ. Amen. To make the Word of God, Jesus, fully known. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this. And here's the word again. Mystery. Which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. Can I say that again? The mystery is Christ in you. The hope of glory of glory him we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone in fact it, can i say it just a little with a little more emphasis warning everyone one and teaching every one i do that because sometimes we get into the all world this is for everybody this is for anybody it's for whosoever will Well, what about you What about the person you don't like? Sorry. Everyone. Everyone. Because that's really where it starts. In fact, that's kind of what Paul says is the goal. I'll read on. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. In the King James, it says, perfect in Christ. The word that's used that's translated in those various ways is fully equipped, fully functioning in Christ. For this I toil, he says. This is why I minister. I struggle with all the energy, the dunamis of God that powerfully works inside of me to do what? To present every one fully effective in the Lord Jesus Christ. we got to stop just focusing and understanding the promises in terms of everybody and anybody and start to think about somebody. And in fact, the you buddy. The me buddy. Because this is the the reality of the mystery. It's just, you know, In the Old Testament times, in the Old Covenant times, this understanding was accurate, that God was a covenant-keeping God, that God was a promise-maker and a promise-keeper, and that if you wanted to be a part of God's covenant people, then you had to fulfill the covenant requirements. You had to bear in your body the marks. Of circumcision, You had to, well, if you're a man. Uh, you had to take on uh, the, the statutes of Israel and the commandments of Israel. Uh, you had to celebrate the holy days. You had to keep the Sabbath. You had to understand and be schooled in and be obedient to the rules and the regulations. Do you get that? It was was not just uh, God for you. It was God for you and God with you when you were with Him and for Him. And if you were outside of that, honey, you were outside of that. And He had no reason to bless or build or strengthen your life. Now, we read the Old Testament. We know God is merciful and gracious even to sinning sinners who sin while they're sinning. Amen. And he takes a person like Ahab, who was about as wicked a person as you can read about in the Old Covenant times, and, and God is just wanting him to repent. So when he even comes the closest possible thing to a repentant attitude, God says, let's give him a break. Does anybody but me find that incredible? That's merciful beyond measure, because that's actually who God has always been. But that's the Old Covenant understanding. That's the Old Covenant relationship. When God came to the earth in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ himself to take on humanity and flesh and the weakness and and the struggles and become the sins of all of humankind, he did a new thing. You ever read that? Where you, the prophet talks about God doing a new thing. And don't you dare listen to anybody who tells you that new thing is going to come around tomorrow. No, it's not. The new thing that God promised to do is Jesus. Amen. Is God promised to by himself fulfill all the covenant requirements? Amen. Amen. He lives a perfect life. He's born of perfection. The spirit of the Lord God in the womb of the virgin. Amen. He's born perfectly. He lives perfectly. He dies, not for his own sins, but as he bears the sins of all of imperfect humankind. And the father is satisfied with the travail of the son's soul. The father says, that's enough. And the son cries out, yes, it is paid in full. It's finished. And because he is satisfied with the offering of his son, death doesn't hold him. He is raised up from the dead. The wage of sin has been paid. And now the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. Somebody should say amen. amen. I don't get better than this. Really, if you're waiting for me to improve on this, it just doesn't get better than that truth. Because this is the reality. And this is, this is now the, the new idea, the new position, the new place, the, the unfolding of the mystery. What do I have to do nothing really because he's done it all then how do I enter in trust believe him receive what do I got to pay nothing he's paid it all what do I got to promise nothing he's fulfilled every promise ooh does somebody get this This is the reality, that we have a chance to be in Christ, and Christ is in us. This is the glory of of the, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're in Him, and He's in us. Amen. It's not covenant-keeping. It's not agreement-keeping. It's not promise-fulfilling. Yes, we make promises. Yes, we make covenants. Yes, we make commitments to the Lord. But, but they're all based on this glorious place of acceptance and salvation and fulfillment. Because I'm in Him, and He's in me. Amen. Do you get that? Does anybody... How many find that a little more exciting? than the Old Covenant concept. You know, seriously. So le- can I just, in el nombre de Jesús, in this name of Jesus, let me just break the curse of, of having to qualify. Yes. Amen. Amen. Of being good enough. Of being sincere enough. You believe that you've been lied to by the devil you need to believe God. Because the mystery is now an open secret. Isn't that an oxymoron? An open secret. It was. The angels looked into it. The the prophets of old looked into it. They wished they could have known. They were prophesying of something that they had no idea how it might come to pass. The angels had no idea how it might come to pass. God himself knows and knew. And so in Christ... God has literally provided everything that we need. He is perfect. He is pleasing to the Father. He is righteous and holy. Do you want to be any of those things? Be in Him. Amen. Amen. Set your stuff down and get in Him. Amen. What do I got to do? Repent. Here's a good one. Say it, say it to your neighbor. Repent. You know what it means? In a word, stop. Stop. Just quit it. Oh, I, I, I got to be sincere enough. I got to be good enough. I got to be, shut up. You're, you're repeating the lies of the devil. You're getting false information. You know what you got to do? Stop. Stop the you stuff. And fix your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Because He is the fire of God. He is the light. In Him was light. And this light was the life of mankind. And this is the light that shines in the dark places. Amen. He is the light. And so we need to connect with this scripture today. He is the light, but you are the lamp now say it with me he is the light and I am the lamp say it again he is the light you get that you know there's a difference because again when we talk about lamps and lights we're talking about fire and so the Lord himself provides the fire It's the spirit of the Lord. It's the passion of the Lord. We've been talking about that. God is a consuming fire. And so everywhere he reveals himself, there's burning. There's fire. Everybody who sees heaven open, there's fire. When he led Israel, it was with fire. When he spoke to Moses, it was with fire. And so when he baptizes people in the Holy Spirit and fire. So there's this living, glorious light that God births in you in me in every one who says yes repenting of self and sin and trusting alone in Jesus the light of the world hallelujah amen it sets a fire into my soul it sets a fire into my spirit and that isn't me that's Jesus but believe me it's in me because while he is the light I am this is Christ in you the hope of glory isn't that beautiful I just does anybody love this but me I think you do. I can see it on your faces. It's like, this sounds way too easy. The devil is the one that tried to tell you it's so hard. Maybe some well-meaning church folk who listen more to the devil than the Lord have told you the same things. But that doesn't make them less wrong. This is the mystery. Christ in you the hope of glory hallelujah this is beautiful you are not the source of the light you are not the source of the light but you are the keepers of the flame you are the stewards of the mystery you are the guardians of the place that god has placed you into you are the ones who who religiously insist on nothing but Christ and Christ alone Christ in me and me in Christ Jesus in his prayer for believers in John chapter 17 he actually refers to this he says father I'm going to give them something that you and I have always had and will always have that you're in me and I'm in you. And the same thing that we have had where you're in me and I'm in you, I'm going to give to all of these. That they, in us, can all be one together. And here's what he called it. This is the glory that you've given me. I've given them. Somebody ought to just say glory. glory. Come on. Glory. Yell it. Glory. Hallelujah. It's glory. We used to sing a song, oh, that would be glory for me. When by his grace, I will look on his face. Some of you think that means later on. That's a right now thing. That's a here and now and everywhere. In every one. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so you keepers of the flame, let's grow into this. You've connected with it. Now you've got the calling. How do I grow into this thing? Well, uh, in a word, burn. Burn. Well, I'm too cool to burn. Let's call it what it is. You're cold. You're cold hearted. If you loved him more. But to love him more. You've got to know more. Of his love. Because we don't love him independently. We love him because. He first loved us. And knowing how much. He loves me. I receive and recycle. This love. Devotion. The flame, the fire of a love relationship with God will carry you to the greatest depths of sacrifice and servanthood and sharing that anybody will ever experience in their life. Why? Because this is what love looks like. Amen. Lays down His life for His friends. Amen. He gives of Himself. He obeys the Father fully. Do you know why Jesus went to the cross? Don't, don't don't go. Oh, because he saw me. He knew about me. It was all for me. Eh, Wrong answer. Jesus answered the question himself again in John's gospel. In chapter 13, he said, so that the world will know that I love the Father. I'm going to the cross. Amen. This was God loving. Flawed and faulted humankind. This is God Himself, His Son, saying, This is what love looks like. Amen. Amen. That a man lays down his life. Yeah. Friend of God. Amen. That's a beautiful thing to be. And so, uh, here, I guess in rhyme or not rhyming, but alliterated words, you've got to learn to burn. Because well, there's the truth, you were built to burn, whether you like it or not. You say, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a naturally cold person. Pfft. You are not. You're a naturally sinful person. You're a naturally wicked person. You're a naturally worldly person. How many of you are troubled by the fact that you don't have to work on being worldly? Are you aware of that? How many of you have ever had to try to learn to be mean-spirited? You've had to try to learn to be selfish. Somehow that's built in. Your little precious children all too quickly will go, no, and especially if they have brothers or sisters who want to share their toys, no. And then if it's appropriate, I'm gonna hit them on the head with my toy because somehow that proves it's my toy. We don't have to try to be worldly. We're built worldly. We're born in sin. We're shaped by the darkness and the iniquities around us. And we are too easily, too quickly capable of really wicked things. Faith doesn't come easily. It doesn't come naturally. It comes supernaturally. God reveals something to us. And it's not about us, it's about Him. It's about His mercy. It's about His grace. It's about His goodness. It's about the Christ of God and and God's acceptance in, in Him. He's well pleased and He has now opened a door for you and me to be in Him and for Him to be in us. Christ in you. You in Christ. This is glorious. And so I have to learn to burn. I'm built for it. Why? Because God put an image in us. He built us to be imagers. He built us in His image. After His likeness. He built us solely for a living, glorious, loving, passionate, fiery relationship with Him forever. Nothing less lives up to the fullness of the will of God. Amen. Amen. You say, "Ah, oh, you're, you're just asking us to be like you. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm asking you to be like Jesus. In fact, I'm not asking you. I'm pretty much telling you. And I'm telling me, I'm telling every one is Christ in you. So, you gotta learn to burn, learn to, to draw near, learn the love of Jesus Christ, learn the love that God has for you. If you only knew, if we only knew, if your friends, if your lost friends only knew the, the amazing door of salvation that God has opened up and, and the ease of passage to get there, repent, stop, and then receive. And respond to the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you learn to burn, you will love to burn. Amen. Amen. There's nothing like the fire of God's passion. There's nothing. You can, you can, how many of you know, you know, you can experience in just the weirdest times, this sweeping fullness of the fire and the love and the life of God that just lights up your soul. Sometimes it's in the middle of some of the worst moments. Really, difficulties, abundant and beyond your capacity, and it's like, oh God, where are you? And he just says, I'm glad you asked, because I'm right here. Or better yet, with his flame-throwing mouth. And the fire of the presence of the Lord and the love of Christ begins to fill your heart and soul. And it's like, Lord, I, you love me with an everlasting love. Amen. There's a lot of times I don't love me. There's a lot of times I don't even like me. Ask my wife, there's a lot of times I don't deserve to be loved or liked. But he loves me with an everlasting, all-knowing, gracious love that is not birth of my behavior, it is in Christ, and Christ is in me, and I'm in Him. Hallelujah. Oh, beloved children of God, learn to burn, love to burn, and then live to burn, amen. What's the will of God for your life? Burn! Be on fire! Live in the love of Jesus Christ. Smile when they least expect it. Sing songs in the middle of the night seasons. I'm not talking about stupid songs. I'm talking about spirit songs. Sing of the love of the Lord Jesus. Sing of the grace and the kindness of the Lord. Remind yourself in songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing, make melody in your hearts to the Lord. I promise you, do that. You're going to be on fire. Amen. Amen. What's the matter with you? I got fire in my soul. Amen. The scripture is a funny little verse. It says, always be ready to ask them. I mean, to answer them when they ask you about the hope that lies inside of you most Christians live in a world where most unbelievers would say what's wrong with you come on let's let's fess up here honesty won't harm the righteous it's a pain in the neck to the ungodly but it'll never harm the righteous because honestly it's not about measuring up it's about being in Christ and having Christ in you Amen. But there are so many times that we look like we got baptized in lemon juice. (laughs) People always say, how you doing? Oh, I'm hanging in. I'm holding on. What a horrid life. And you're trying to give this away to me? Get away. God is wanting us to be full of life. Do you think Paul had in mind that people are going to ask you of the hope that lies within you when you look sour and sad and mean all the time? Oh, I just wish I had your faith. Why? Because it does so much for you. No! But when you have life, when you have fire, when you have passion, when you have the joy of the Lord, when you have a song in the night seasons, when the Spirit of the Lord is upon you, Then everywhere you go, you just kind of bring that life and that fire and that warmth and that passion. And somewhere, someone's going to go, what happened to you? What they really mean to say is, what good thing have you discovered? And you can say, I am learning to burn. I am loving burning and I am living on fire for God. Why? Because the love of Jesus Christ the Lord is in me and apparently it's flowing through me to touch your life as well. Hallelujah. Be consumed by Christ. Let's, let's go on to the go piece. I got to hurry along just because I, I want to quit in time. Because there's some other stuff that's going to happen today. None of which is as important as what we're sharing. Of course, the world doesn't believe that. But we do. Amen. Amen. Can I tell you about the game, by the way? Someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. Someone's going to bet on the game. And some of them are going to be happy. And some of them are going to be mad. And every show will show up on Monday telling you what should have happened. And none of it will mean a thing to the kingdom of Christ. None of it will mean more than the fire of God touching your soul. I love a kid like Brock Purdy who who just steps up and not just that passing homage thank God for his blessing. Is a believer. There's a kid who says, hey, I was reading in the scriptures the other day and he talks about the scripture that he was reading and how God has touched his life. Hallelujah. Thank God for people who use whatever platform they have, however big or small, to burn for the glory of Jesus Christ the Lord. And so here's, here's my best advice to all of us, me included. Abide in Jesus. In other words, stay on fire. Stay in the flame. Let the flame stay in you. Steward the flame in your life. In fact, be consumed by Christ. Say that with me. Be consumed by Christ. We're not at Live to Burn anymore. We're by there. Goodbye. See ya. There we are. Abide in Him and let Him... Abide in you. This is what it means to stay on fire. Get the flame of God in your life. And then just stay fully engulfed in the flame. Steward it. Be consumed by Christ. Do you know that's what disciples did? That's what it meant to be a disciple. Do you know being a disciple in Jesus' day would have meant that you, your opinions, your thoughts, your will, your plans, your ideas, your knowledge now no longer matters again. Why? Because you are the disciple of Hillel or Gamaliel or Jesus in this case. And so if somebody would ask you, well, what do you think about that? What's your opinion about this? You would never say, well, my mom told me. You would never say, I learned when I was, you know, going through elementary school. Or, life and its hard knocks have taught me. You would never answer like that. Your only answer, your highest answer, would be whatever Hillel says. Whatever Hillel thinks. Whatever Hillel does. And orders. Why? Because I am his disciple. Jesus said, take my Yoke on you and learn me. And so, what do you do? You talk about Jesus. You sing about Jesus. You think about Jesus. You muse about Jesus. Every day, every night, everywhere, everyone, it's all about Jesus. Some of you are going, That is so limiting. And you are so wicked and worldly. To think that way because this is not limiting this is where the fire of God dwells Christ in you and you in Christ so stay on fire and be consumed by Christ and then share your stuff share your stuff which means, of course, serving and saying and sharing. Doing, doing what? I, I said it earlier in the message that if we would actually be filled with the love of Jesus Christ the Lord, uh, our service would be, it would not be a drudgery. Do I have to? Oh God, do I have to read the Bible? Do I have to, do I have to subject myself again to the voice of God? Who talks that way? Wicked, running, uncooperative, sinful folk. They talk that way. Not the fiery people of God. We welcome the burn. Amen. You ever hear that? That uh, uh, used to be a part of. uh, I don't do these. Obviously, you can tell I don't exercise a ton. (laughs) I'm old now. I have so many good excuses. But do you remember back in the day when they started actually putting together videos? When the world started to realize how entertainment addicted it was? How many of you know you live in an entertainment addicted world? You do. Just tell me. It's true. Okay. Okay. Uh, but, but they would put out these exercise videos. My wife had a whole series of them and they're wonderful. They're still probably appropriate because she could still put them on today and exercise and do all these things. But one of the things that they say when they're doing this while you're doing all these weird positions and you're lifting stuff and you're doing these crazy exercises and, and, and about that time when you're going, ow! She says, feel the burn? Yes! I, w- I wouldn't have called it burn. For me, it was just a straight up pain. But feel the burn. Because here's the idea. That's actually good for you. That's actually a sign of growth and development and health. And I'd like to suggest that we learn to love and live feeling the burn of the fire of Christ in us and us in Christ and everybody who wanted that with every head up and every eye wide open waved their hand furiously going I'm in help me to burn help me Lord God to burn and if your neighbor didn't wave their hands look at them and go it's a good thing you're sitting here because I got enough fire for two of us amen Father thank you thank you, thank you, thank you, times 10,000, thank you for who you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you came to open a door. You came to unlock a mystery to us. You came to light a fire down in my soul. In the spirit and the soul and the mind and the heart and the life of each and every one. And by that fire, you will burn away everything that's awful. Everything that is wicked and sinful. Everything that is not of Christ. Burn it away. So that all the glory that is Christ. And the love and the grace and the passion and the holiness and the truth that is in Christ. The concern and the care. For the lost, everything that is you and in you and of you will burn more brightly in our hearts and our future than ever before in our history. Set us aflame, O God. Let the fire begin in every everyone who hears this word, not just in this house, but those who listen online as well. We believe you for that and we give you thanks for it. In Jesus' name and everybody said, amen. amen. Thank you. Hey, thank you again for joining us. We hope that our time together has been a blessing to you. And it doesn't have to end there. If you want to find last week's sermon, you can go to Facebook, YouTube, or you can listen to us on the audio podcast. You can let us know if you'd like to be further connected in a life group. But let me go ahead and pray as we close and say, God, thank you for being with us, Lord God. Thank you for helping us to carry your words, Lord God, and change our lives, Lord. Help us to carry your love to those around us. And we thank you for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and thank you for being a part. We hope to see you soon.